1: How God operates and why it's the will and work of God up next on Times of Refreshing. Here in John chapter 4, Jesus does some unusual things, at least in the eyes of his disciples. And he has some unusual words for them as well, as the woman at the well. It's all part of our study today in John 4, verses 27 through 38, the will and work of God. You see, Jesus is always about the Father's will and the work. What that is, and how you and I are to be a part of that same will and work, is the subject of our time today. Won't you join us? From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, we would invite you to spend time with us today in John chapter 4. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: I'm revived because I'm doing my Father's will. A lot of times we think revival comes or we get refreshed just by sitting at home or going on a vacation. You can go on vacation and come home more tired than you were when you left especially if you bring your kids with you yeah. <laughs> chasing around and then. now we need to bring our kids but just know when you take your kids it's going to be some work <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is this the way in which we get nourished, built up strengthened is by look what Jesus says my food is to do the will of him who sent me this is food not just my natural food I'm not just seeing from an earthly perspective. The more I feast on doing God's will, the stronger I become. Your obedience strengthens you, saints. Your alignment with the will of God strengthens you. When you find God's will for your life, it strengthens you. It starts to strengthen you. Grace, and I say this all the time, you guys know this. God's grace is tied to your assignment. When you, get your, when you get in alignment with your assignment, then God's grace comes in. And it begins when you yield to your assignment. Some of us, we're fighting. We're fighting. People fight. And the reason why they fight, because they want to do what they want to do. And then God wants them to do what he wants them to do. And there's a war always. So their relationship with God isn't even peaceful. And they're not getting nourished and strength. And why? Because I'm not doing the will of God. I'm not just aligning myself with God's will for my life. And but what happens is people will, if I go somewhere else, I'll get strength. If I get a new job, I'll get strength. If, if, I, if I get a new spouse, I'll feel better. If I could just get rid of this car, I would just feel great. If my in-laws would get out of my business, I'd be fine. If this kids would just start acting right, I if the preacher would just preach my message. Saints, it's not all that. It's not. Jesus said, my, my meat is to do the will. Master, aren't you hungry? No. No. I'm alive. Pastor, don't you need some food? You need to eat. You No. I'm feasting on the will of god i'm nourished in the will of god god's grace the power of god is upon me because i'm in the will of god where you need me to go it's the will of god god i'm I'm where where, wherever you need me to go whatever you need me to do but some of us have never prayed that prayer lord whatever you want me to do i i will do it that means talking to somebody on my job that this, everybody says is, a, is just a creep and he's stay away from him. I'm going to minister to him. If I'm in the grocery store and it seems like this, this man out here, everybody has a hard time with this man. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister to him Because my meat is to do the will of him. God is nudging me to do it. I'm going to do it. But people sit back, whether it's in the church, outside of the church, and we do this. Instead of saying this and Jesus is teaching us a lesson here that if the church is going to grow, it's not just going to grow and it should not just grow because of transfers. It shouldn't just grow because of backsliders. It should grow because we're getting outside of our church and, and, and reaching people that don't know God. And it's our passion to do something. That's our desire. Why? Because it's the will of God. God. He says, for for my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And then watch verse 34 at the end. He says, and to finish. Somebody say finish. Finish his work. To finish his work. So now I'm not just involved in the process. I'm going to make sure that the the process comes to completion. I'm not just going to get a little bit involved in a certain area or aspect of ministry. I'm going to finish the job. I'm going to get the job done and, and in society and in the world now the world the word commitment the word commitment is is a word that is you is is foreign now people committed on their job committed in their marriage committed to raising their kids it's almost bring me to tears you know i'm a high school coach now i'm around all these young men and we need, we, need, we need fathers. We need men that, that will be committed to, to being in their kids' lives. Committed to seeing them go through the whole process. We need commitment. Commitment in the church. You know, I like it. Well, yeah, but I'm like a, and, you know, and it's like, People aren't committed. They come, but they're not committed. They're not faithful and committed. And the thing about it is, so the word finish is foreign finish finish we start good but how are we finishing in life jesus said my will my my food is to do the will of him who sent me and he didn't stop there he said and to what finish and to finish whatever it is that god brought me on this job and it's not just to get money whatever it is he wants me to do i want to finish it god told me to marry this woman or to marry this man, I want to finish. I want to get it done. I want to complete. I want, I want to do. I want to, I'm want i not just going to quit. And I know sometimes even in marriage, there's circumstances and stuff. and biblical reasons, God says, I understand that. But then there's moments where people just quit. I'm tired. What's wrong? I'm tired of her. Well, why are you tired? She's naggy. Well, you're naggy too. As if you're perfect do you mind shall I keep preaching yeah. and see that's what happens we quit we're on the job you just got the job and you're there for three months you haven't even completed your probation every period of time and oh, we'll quit what happened I'm like, yeah I'm quitting why it's boring did God you here yeah but I feel the Holy Spirit we blame everything on the Holy Spirit I feel the Holy Spirit the wind is blowing in a different direction now I don't feel an anointing there. Why don't you? Because it's hard. (laughs) Life is hard, man. It's not going to be easy. Can I have an amen? Sometimes it's hard. And God will put you in a hard place. And it's God. It's God. And sometimes God is using that to work on your character. Sometimes the devil doesn't like you being there and god is giving you an opportunity to step over a line and begin to reach like jesus did here and step out why because in that you're going to find that your meat is to do the will of him who sent you and to finish his work remember i have work but it's not just my work it's the lord's work i am a pastor but this isn't this is god's business that i'm involved in And we have to see that and have that mindset that wherever we go, God is, if he's strategically placing us in a position, it's about kingdom advancement. It's about getting his his work done. And you cannot quit. Can I have an amen? You can't just quit. People just throw in the towel. And this starts at a young age. We let our kids just quit. And so we grow up, kids grow up, I want to play baseball. Okay, if you play baseball, then you got to finish the whole season. You're not quitting. You sign up. We're paying $300. You're going you to finish. <laughs> you're going to finish. $300 plus those cleats and your, and your glove and those other gloves and everything else and your trousers. and No, you're going to finish. But we let, we let quit. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to take this test we quit. And what we do is, now let me say this to you, and I'm going to shift gears here. What happens is an ungodly sympathy kicks in. I don't want them messing with my baby. They up there at the school, they doing this, that, and the other. We got to learn to tell our kids, roll your sleeves up. Finish this thing. Finish it. You'll be alright. I'm here. But you're going to finish. We got to learn in church. Let me say this to y'all, because this is, this is Jesus said to finish my father's work. We got to learn in church to look at each other in the eyeballs and say, hey, man, you got to finish this. Did you sign up for the prayer ministry? You, you sign up for the children's church? You signed up to be a greeter. You only been d- greeting for two weeks and you talking about quitting. I know the Lord don't change his mind like that. The Lord's not double minded. You signed up for the Rock School of Ministry? No, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be a lot nicer over at the other church. I got a priest doing that. It's, I'm just saying, Saints, we have to look at this. Because, Saints, listen, this is serious. Jesus trying to help us to get nourished. To get depression off of us. Heaviness off of us. And it's not... Listen, sometimes going to the gym isn't isn't the thing that's going to make you feel better. Going to the gym is going to make you feel better. When we get in here and we start getting real food in us. And that is to do the will of Him who sent us and to finish. Somebody say finish. And to finish His work. Jesus went out and He reached the lost. He reached this woman. Because he knew that it was tied to God's will. It was tied to God's work. And he was going to be nourished and sustained in the midst of it. He says this in verse 35. Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. He says, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white. He says for harvest. Write down the word perspective. Perspective. How you view things, your perspective on things is so important when it comes to walking with God. And this is why I said this earlier. We have to learn to seek people and see things and see circumstances and situations the way God does. And through His Word, He helps us to do that. He said, look on the fields. He says, they're already white. You're waiting. You're waiting. He tells them. He says, do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. He says, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. They're ready, but you don't see it. You just think this person is angry and mad and bitter and that you should just stay away from them. Sometimes that's the very one that you need to look in the eye and say, Jesus is going to save you. You need to give your life to Jesus. But how do we see things? Look, look, look at the fields and look. Look around. How do, we, how do we see the people that are around us? Do we see them as people that need God? That are struggling? That need hope? That need assurance? Jesus is looking at these people and he sees them with the right perspective in view. He's not looking at them. With the wrong perspective. He's looking at them with the right perspective. And I think it's the same thing for us. God help me to see a David. Help me to see a Paul. Help me to see a Billy Graham. Help me to see. These individuals that will change the world. If I just step out. And just share my faith with them. Help me to see them. Put me in influential positions. Where I can minister to somebody. Who does not know God. Who just needs to. Just needs to. Just a shot right there of truth so that they can come to know you help me to see right instead of getting offended when somebody cusses me out or becoming bitter and angry at them and jesus couldn't even save you i tried lord it's going to take apostle paul or somebody but we have to stop and say lord help me to see them they may not look the way that people see them from your perspective and Jesus, he does this with this woman at the well. and I think it's important for us to get this in our spirit, because there's no way we're going to become vibrant and strong and, and really prevail in the land unless we, we're doing His will and we're finishing His work. and then part of it is is getting out here, and this is the context, and reaching people that don't know God. Stop evangelizing people in other churches. That's not evangelism. You need to come over here because, woo, the Lord is moving and I know you're not getting fed. You need to come. Listen, and you're not going to hear a lot of pastors saying what I'm saying right now. Come on now. But I'm saying it because we have to realize that there's a place for transfer growth, but our real heart should be find somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Find somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Look at verse 36. and We're going to close this out. And he who reaps receives wages. So in your, rece- in your reaping, you're receiving the reward. And, and this is key, not just for what you're doing, but for what somebody else did to position that person so that you can do what you're doing. Think about what I'm saying. You're reaping in an area where you did not sow. And you're entering into someone else's, he's going to explain this, someone else's labor. So what he's basically saying is somebody else already did the hard part. Now you just come in and receive and reap the wages of it. And let me say this to you, there are people all around us that have watered people, and watered people, and watered people, and prayed for people, and fasted for people, and they have gone out of their way to minister to people. And all sometimes God is looking for us to do is to come in and just, and just sow a little bit of seed, water what has been sown. And it's our job to understand when we're called to, to sow, and when we're just called to water. And receive the benefit of somebody else's labor. There's people that have tilled the ground. And planted. And grinded away. And prayed with people. And fasted with people. And all God is asking for us to do is just come and just put a little water on it. And they just spring up. Sometimes you're going to do the hard part, saints. But sometimes God just asking you to do the easy part. Just share. Share your faith with that person. And receive wages. For the work that you've done. And it says here, verse 36 And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Some of you are saved in this room. And it's not just, a lot of times we give the credit to the last person who ministered to us before we got saved. But we don't, we don't talk enough about our moms that prayed for us. We don't talk enough about our fathers that prayed for us. We don't talk about enough about our friends and co-workers who labored with us and ministered to us. When we didn't want to hear it. And then all of a sudden, now we want to hear it. And we give these people all the credit. But what about those other people? They're the ones who did the groundwork. Some of you, and you know this, you had, you had, you know, family members, friends, whoever it was, they ministered to you for years before you got saved. Cried with you, laughed with you, went into the, went into the the, the club and drug you out. Went into the drug house and got you. Come out of here. You know, God, is, this is not God's purpose for your life. Drug you out. No, don't tell me. I, when I'm ready, I'll come. I'm not ready yet. Then <laughs> all of a sudden, somebody comes and shares their faith and ministers to us. And we, and but we don't, we don't remember all the ministry. Jesus is saying here, there's people who have labored in this valley. There's people who have labored. And we're entering into into their labor by doing our small part. And we receive wages for this. And, I, and I'm saying this because some of us in this room, we got to realize that God, I'll, I'll just say this, I'm going to close things. You know, sometimes we make ministry harder than it really is. I mean, how simple is it for you to go and share your faith? How simple is it for you to go and, and just touch somebody with the gospel? Let the Spirit of God lead you. We know that. But how simple is that? But we make it so complicated in our mind. When he turns left, then I'm going to turn left. And then when he turns right, I'm going to move in. And then and we got it all in our mind. We complicate it. Just go talk to the person, man. Our mind gets us in trouble. Instead of saying, man, how simple is this? All our God wants me to do, and I'm going to receive wages. I just go, because this person could... I could be the water that helps to spring them up because somebody else was laboring and grinding away with them to get them to this point. Let me say this in closing. You know, I, I love being a pastor. I thank God the ability to travel the world, the gospel. I love being a pastor in this area. But I want to say this to you all the saints. I, I am disappointed because, and we have a large church. We have a wonderful church. We have people that from all over the world. But when I look in, in this area and I see all these people that do not know God, it bothers me. It bothers me. And then I see people just hopping from church to church and people are shouting like we're doing something. And, and people all around us don't even know God. And I rejoice in our church. In 11 years, we've done some spectacular things. But I want to just share with you, we're, and you're going to see next week, we've done a great deal. But in my mind, I said we're not finished. We're not finished. We're not finished. We got more to do. More than God's called us to. And, and that means that all of us have to do inventory and say, Lord, am I about your will and, I'm, and I am, am I about your work? Because that is what's going to sustain me. This is a little heart to heart for us as a church. Get busy saints. Let God use you. Let him use you to win somebody for Christ. Let let him use you to see somebody redeemed. And justified. And healed. And delivered from demons. Delivered from the power of their sin. Delivered from hell. Delivered from... From fear and condemnation and guilt. Let God use you as an instrument out there in the valley and all over the world. Why? Because at the, at the end of the day, Jesus is not going to be impressed with our big buildings and our programs. He's going to be asking if we're putting our hand to the plow and not looking back. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And I thank you for this challenge for me, for this congregation. Lord, you are about your father's will and you're about your father's work because you knew that that was food that nourished, that strengthened you. And Lord, I just pray that as a congregation, as our church is growing and as we're doing many things that we never lose sight of the fact that new converts has to be a part of our growth as a church new people and we're just serving notice on the devil today god that no one is off limits for the kingdom of god no one and you want to use us to do the work of ministry to do the work of an evangelist and i pray today Some of us in this room have greater spheres of influence. Help us to use our sphere of influence for good. To advance your kingdom. And not just to line our pockets or make ourselves popular. God, we want you to use us to reach men and women for the gospel. With the gospel that they might be saved. Jesus, you stopped in this moment and you had a simple conversation with this woman at the well. And you impacted her life. Make us people of impact. People have labored for years. Help us to enter into their labors. And we might receive wages as we give you our best. And we finish the work. We give you praise today, God. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name.